Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday with Mary Brotherton. On Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern, Mary and her guests share manifest success stories and tips for how you can learn to create the life you've always wanted. Jillian Harris is with us the second Monday of each month. The Conscious Cougar herself and our generous sponsor will join the show. You don't want to miss Jillian's dynamic personality and manifesting knowledge. Now grab a pen and paper for Mary's phone number, then just call her with your questions about manifesting and the law of attraction. Here's that number, area code 516-418-5651. Don't be shy. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is August 21st. 2023, it's 11.02, and I'm checking to see if my host, co-host Jillian is going to be joining us. Yep, and she'll be with us momentarily. So um, I've been having issues again with my um, login off of blog talk, but it's okay. That doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead while I'm waiting for Jillian to log in and see who's on um, the line and get you started in queue. Hello there. Who is calling? Hi, this is Pat calling from Connecticut. Okay, hi, Pat. Now I can hear you better. Um, I'm going to put you in the queue. You're number one, and I'm going to go down to the next person in line. I'll be back with you shortly. You're welcome. Hello there. Who is this? Who is calling me from area code 775? Okay, well, I'll put you back in the line and I'll get to the next person. Hello there. Hello. Hi, what is your name? Mary, it's Jillian. Jillian! Oh, honey bunny. (laughs) (laughs) I I know it's been a minute. You're calling? Yes, it has. It has. Well, we have um, one caller in the queue and two other callers in line to get in the queue. Yeah, so, awesome. Have you, you got any words of wisdom to start us off today? Well, absolutely. Um, does everyone know what we're talking about, or did they have something in particular they wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what the show says we're going to talk about. What's that? It says manifesting, Manifest Monday is communicating with the loved ones who have lost over Okay, good, because that's what I want to talk about. Yes. The Conscious Cougar yes. and sponsor of this show, Jillian Harris, joins the show today, and you won't be disappointed. She's taking callers at this phone number at 516-418-5651 at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time to share Amazing. stories or ask questions about yeah. the loved ones who crossed over. And our first yeah. caller is on the Eastern Coast, so it's... Um, Pat from Connecticut, and we'll bring her in in a moment. All right. And then I, there were two people, weren't there? There's two more that I didn't get to yet. Okay, I was just I going I heard down the line. Okay, got it. I okay. heard a male voice when I clicked on your button. Yeah, I heard that too. And that, that's why it blew me. F- well, was just it your dad? No, it wasn't him. It threw me for a loop because I heard a male voice, and I said something. I don't even know what I said. And then I, I, you said, Mary, it's me, Jillian. I'm like, it didn't sound like Jillian to me, but I said, okay, you know, early in the morning. So that was, well, interesting. I mean, I haven't heard him in a few months, but I, I my dad has such a distinctive voice that um, I'd be stunned. And actually, I have heard him, but I uh, haven't heard him on the phone in about that amount of time. Yeah, it was huh. just a very brief, you know, I don't even know what he said, but it was definitely a male voice and was yeah, something. Yeah, I heard that too. Like somebody, well, you know, they're welcome to come back anytime and chat. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and whether they are on the phone or in the spirit world, we'll take them all. 
Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'm very intrigued by um, that form of uh, communication um, with folks on the other side using electronic like I don't know much about it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but that's super amazing and cool. I'm open to that. Very cool. Yeah. So, so how do you receive messages, Jillian? Oh, my gosh. Well, a lot of different ways. But, how don't you um, receive them? <laughs> yeah, how don't I? That's a good one. Uh, but, you know, like I just I got some statistics recently. Um, do you know of Judy and Bill Guggenheim? They wrote a book, Hello from Heaven. No, and they, I don't think I've heard of that one a, yet. That, yeah, I hadn't either, but I just bumped into this in some research, and they did a bunch of research themselves. Like they um, interviewed like 3,000 people who believe that they've had, you know, after-death communications. And so the estimate is 60 to 120 million Americans alone have experienced some kind Whoa. of ADC, which is after-death communication. Oh, mine are always in the ease. Near-death experiences. Right. Okay. You've had a lot of those? Oh, yeah. Either me or my children. Really? Yeah. You yourself? That's like go with angels. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. That's what my first book, Go With Angels, is all about. Near-death experiences and other angelic encounters. Um, oh. And, and all, but I say angelic, but I mean other entities as well. I mean, there was a time that um, my car spun out on black ice, and uh-huh. I just screamed for help. And I know the entity next to me was Jesus Christ. Um, he's one right. of the ascended masters, if anybody doesn't know who he is. Um, right. But he, he told me what to do, and I did what he told me, and my car stopped spinning and just going perfectly straight down I-95 in the northbound lane, but I was headed south. Oh, God. And I started screaming again. Oh, Lord, right. I have mercy. How did I scream? And I said, yeah. this is good, but you, you helped me, but not enough. I can't do this. Right. And I said, help me. I don't know what to do. And he actually repeated the same instructions he had given me prior, right. which were... Do not touch the steering wheel. Do not touch the brakes. Do not touch the gas, the accelerator is what he called it. Wow. And I said, okay. So I just stopped touching anything. And oh my, my car immediately it spun around one more time and went off the road. And it was facing this gigantic oak tree, which actually in the light of day turned out to be a rather small sapling, but it didn't matter. That night it looked like an oak tree that was going to kill me. And it was growing by the second. But the car just came to an abrupt stop right there. And because I know so much more than God, I decided to back it out myself. Because I heard him yeah. tell me, do not touch, again, repeat the same thing. Do not touch the steering wheel. Do not touch the accelerator. Do not touch the brakes. And wow. I tried to back it out thinking, I'm a country girl. I know how to rock it out. And all I did was make a big mess and get deeper in the muck. And, right. Um. So I asked again, and he kind of chuckled, just a little chuckle, and he repeated the steps for me again. So I tucked my arms, my hands under my arms because I'm stupid, and I tend to try to help. And I tucked my feet up against the seat. But this time he said, do not touch the brakes, do not touch the accelerator, put the vehicle in forward gear. And see, all of these are weird words to me because... That's a gas pedal. It's a car. It's drive. Right. You know, it's not, right. it's not a vehicle. You don't put it in forward gear. But I did everything I was told to do. And this right. car, magically, miraculously, by the grace of God, right. turned and completely brought itself and parked on the paved shoulder of the road. where It had been wow. all four wheels were in mud. And wow. when it parked there, it, it stopped. And I started, I, I immediately threw it into park and started screaming and shouting, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm going to get drunk, and then I'm going to call my boyfriend. Right. And that was Curtis. At, at the time, he was still my boyfriend. And yeah. 
I heard him chuckle, just like you're chuckling. Interesting, right. a very similar chuckle. And he said, I told you I would get you home safely, but I need you to drive this vehicle. Wow. So I'm probably creeping down the road at 5, uh, interstate, I-95. I'm creeping about 5, 10 miles an hour. Took me and your 20 minutes not to damaged. go. My car was dirty, no damage right. at all. Amazing. I creeped down the road, and it took me about 20 minutes to go a mile just to get off the interstate. And then right. I creeped over to my house, which was another mile farther. And as I'm walking and, and, and driving, the whole time I'm chanting, I'm going to get drunk, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown, I'm going to call my boyfriend, and um, not necessarily in that order, but we'll see what happens. So I get to the house, right. and I had... I left everything in the car. I didn't care. I just walked up the steps. It was a little mobile home that I was renting after my divorce. And um, I walked up these three steps, and as I opened the door, I could almost hear the Hallelujah Chorus and and see this the Sistine Chapel. It was such a sacred space, my home. And I had made it that way on purpose. Right. But it was even more so because... God wanted to show me, you don't need a nervous breakdown. You're in good hands. Walk through this door. Come with me. And I'm like, okay, fine. I don't need a nervous breakdown. I mean, I really thought that the minute I walked into my house, I was just going to collapse. But I didn't. Yeah. I said, that's fine. I can still get drunk. And I heard him chuckle. I fixed myself a half a cup of sweet southern iced tea and a half a cup of bourbon. Yeah. And I drank it. In about four swigs, and oh, my gosh, did it feel good going down. It was warm and spicy and just delicious, and oh, I felt so relaxed and so calm and so good. And I'm like, okay, one down. Let's see how many more to go before I can get really drunk. I went and made myself another delicious cup of tea. Oh, it was perfectly sweet, just strong enough, filled it with bourbon. And as I turned to walk out of the kitchen, somebody knocked that cup out of my hand. I didn't trip, but somebody knocked that cup out of my hand. The whole thing spilled. I had a huge mess. And as I'm cleaning up this mess from this 1970s green shag carpet in 1998, um, (laughs) that's the home I was living in. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm cleaning it up down on my knees, and I said, okay. I, I hear you loud and clear. I understand. Just like the other day when my cat knocked everything off my desk when I was procrastinating doing what I was supposed to do, and I said, I hear you loud and clear. I get the message. Right. Can, can I at least call my boyfriend? I right. called Curtis, and I told him everything that I've told you. And yeah. all I got was like, I'm so glad you're safe. Have you called right. your mother yet? I got like... Nothing, nothing from him. And I'm like, right. this cannot be the guy for me. What's going on now? I'm not going to stay with him very long. Right. So I called my mother, and I got all the appropriate, oh, my baby, oh, you saw yes. Jesus? I said, no, I didn't see him. I just heard him. I just knew he was there. Oh, my baby, oh, my bless you. Oh, I'm so happy. Can you come see me? I said, tomorrow. I'll come see you tomorrow. Oh, all the appropriate egotistical things that I needed. Yes. So fast forward to maybe, I don't know, 10 years after Curtis and I were married, I brought this story up again. And I said, why didn't you say more? He goes, baby, I never knew anybody who'd ever talked to angels and Jesus and got steered out of the muck without doing it themselves. You scared me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's adorable. Oh, my gosh. And and so, you know, here we are almost 20 years later. We're still married, and I'm still scaring him. (laughs) Right. Well, he knew what but he was getting into. But it's all good Yes. Yeah. Well, So my book is you know, filled with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, the near death is, is enough. But then when you think about the uh, the fact that one soul per second leaves this incarnation, like every second. Uh, uh, we've uh, been uh, ta- uh. Oh, my God. While we've been talking already, I, I need to take out my calculator to figure it out. Well, but, I don't know how many seconds are in 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be a lot of calculation. I'd have to say, hold on a minute. But so, yeah, a lot of people have transitioned. What? I guarantee I find it online. How many seconds in 15 minutes? 900. 900 seconds in 15 minutes. So 900 people have just gone poof. Yeah, just like that. And so for me, you know, I haven't been on this show for four months now because my dad passed away unexpectedly. And um, Uh for me, at the time, I felt like I was the only one. Like, you know, I'd never gone through something quite so intense. My my dog. Well, you were the only one. You were the only one that was that affected by your father's death. When when I heard that your father had passed on, I felt sad. I grieved with you. I mourned for you. But nothing can compare to how you were dealing with it. I I think I actually sent you a poem. I don't remember. And it was a a poem that if I didn't, I should have. I should be ashamed if I didn't. But I think Mm -hmm. I sent you something that I had written after my father died. And oh. I, I could, and now my father was not an unexpected death by any stretch of the imagination. I was 26 years old. He was 60. Uh. He had cancer. He had brain cancer, and he lived 18 months after it was first diagnosed. Um, the last week of his life was in what sufficed for hospice. Yeah. Um, I was one of the last people to see him alive, and I. I knew the instant he died. I felt him. He, my sister and I were having a weird moment like sisters do. We'd gone outside to get lunch, and we were being silly. She was being silly, and I was trying not to, but we were both laughing our asses off. Right. And she actually fell on, on the sidewalk. It was on the 26th of January, four days yeah. before my, my 26th birthday. And she was wearing a short skirt. This was in the early 80s. And the sidewalks were cold. And she fell. And we just laughed at her having a cold butt. And as I'm helping her up off the sidewalk, I I said, you know, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Our father is laying up there dying. And Mm -hmm. here we are having fun. And she said, but you know Daddy would love it. Because he he was the class clown everywhere he went. I said, you're right. right. And all of a sudden, we felt a shift in the air. And it was as if this, you know how you open a refrigerator or a freezer on a real hot day? Mm-hmm. And, and that gust of air just blows into your face, and you're like, ooh, I like that. Right. Now, this was already a cold day, but it was right. a gust of warm air, just like that. Oh, ooh, I like that feeling. Just came right. between. Between the two of us, huh. and we looked at each other and said, we got to get up to the hospital. Right. And as we get into, onto the floor next to his room, the nurse comes out charging at us, basically. Where have you been? I've been looking for you. She said, your father died five minutes ago. It took us exactly oh, wow. five minutes to get from the ground floor up to his hospital room. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So I got got lots of stories like that happening. Yeah, and I've heard lots of stories like that, too, um, where suddenly um, the siblings of someone who passed away, for instance, um, they just felt to look up at the sky. They were at their mom's grave, and and they look up, and she didn't remember seeing anything in particular, but there was something that had their attention, all of them, all three, look up at the sky. They felt this warmth. They all stopped crying. They um, they were very clear, 1,000%, that they were just, like, embraced by their mom. And Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, just in that moment. They both, they all explained it exactly the same way um, and didn't see anything in particular except for a, a beautiful blue sky. But, yeah... There's so many ways to... But the fact that they were all prompted to look up at the same time. Mm -hmm, Exactly that, yeah. So so this happened to me when I was trying to... um, 
uh, comment on uh, earlier is that as I mean, I would tell people, you know, my dad passed away, and as I would say it, I'd almost feel at the very, very beginning, like, you know, this is, I'm the only one this has ever happened to. <laughs> but <Yeah>. no. <laughs> It's, you know, and then that became something where I actually um, appreciated the commiseration of other people. So many other folks had gone through this. Um, But I also, and I knew from the beginning, I don't really know how I made it through the first four months. I don't know how I made it through the first week, two weeks. I don't know. That must have been some level of shock or something. Um, to uh, numb me enough to be able to function and stuff. But I yes, also was having... And I, th- I think it's a gift that you do feel that numbness so that you can continue to eat and breathe and sleep from time to time and then mm-hmm. cry some more. Yeah, and, and be of assistance where needed because that's what I needed. Unfortunately, um, my grieving is a little... Um, um, it's blocked, I think, in a way. Not completely, but because of how much responsibility I have, I can't Girl, just... it took me it took me eight years to grieve my dad. I don't know that I'll ever be done. I don't want to really be done, to be perfectly honest, but that's a different no, subject. You, you shouldn't. I yeah. mean, my, my dad's been gone more than 30 years, and I yeah. still have moments of, of what, what, where do you go? My mom's yeah. only been gone nine years, and uh, that that's a whole other subject we right. want to think about right now. But, right. Um, you know, you're not alone, but it feels like you are. Right. In fact, I, well, I will make a note to make sure I remember to send you another poem that I just thought of. Okay, cool. Well, so, you know, um, my whole thing is about intention and making things happen. And one of the things for me, um, uh, my spiritual journey has definitely been moved along by my intention to better understand and be able to function um, on different sides of at least a couple of dimensions. Um, This one, uh, the earth realm, and then also the spirit world. Those two in particular, and there are other worlds to participate in, but they don't have my interest right now. Um, And the reason that I wanted to get with the spirit world so well is because I anticipated um, folks leaving who I loved, leaving this particular lifetime, and then how else would I be able to reach them? So that, I think, has been the main reason why I have been as I am in this whole incarnation since I was a little kid. And uh, wanting to... um, I had a, I had an inclination towards mediumship since I was a kid, and um, and I believe that we we all have the mm, inclination. Uh, no, maybe that's not it. Um, but I want to say we all. I don't call it a gift anymore because I believe every single body has it. Everybody has. We the, all have the uh, ability to connect. Yeah. So. We do, um, and so then it's about how you operate that, how you work that, how you um, spend time with it and and get it to actually function for you, even at will or just in a way that you can really um, have it be useful for you. And so for me, this was, um, you know, been operating as a, a medium and um, clairsentient and clairvoyant and clairaudient and a bunch of clairs and for a really long time I've been writing uh, books about um, life after life and um, stuff like that since 2012-ish or so, um, speaking about it and and all kinds of things and really uh, that was all in preparation and then my dad passed away. And I was suddenly, and that was a a very, it was almost kind of like a bullet. Um, It was COVID, y'all, and it killed him in three days. And I had it, I didn't know I had it, gave it to him, and and was just, he was, lungs ravaged almost immediately, like the most terrible thing I've ever seen. Yes, he was vaxxed and boosted, but this particular strain that's going around now, what we were vaxxed and boosted for... um, is no longer in circulation. That particular strain or those strains of COVID, that's like not what's happening. 
the new flu. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happened, and that's what made it make sense to me, why it snatched him so quickly. But And it's doing it to other people as I speak, but any doggone way. Um, so I now needed to take comfort in the fact that I had these um, abilities, that I'd worked the abilities, that I'd, you know, honed the muscles uh, so that they could be stronger um, just for moments like this. Because what I didn't want was to get to a moment like this where one of my dearest loved ones would, would transition and I would have to suddenly go take a class and read a book. I didn't want that to happen. That couldn't. That was no. I needed to be able to right now be able to communicate. You wanted so, to be prepared. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted it to be an easy thing because as it is, it was already yeah. going to be challenging. So I know that there are a bazillion people. I'm not the only one who wants, you know, like that last conversation, the one more hug, one more, you know, anything just to hold you over to the end of this incarnation, you know, and so I was lucky to be able to start having that immediately. I was looking, I anticipated the dream is going to happen. I'm going to see him in a dream, uh, um, you know. And I actually got way more things to happen than that. And I'm not saying I made them happen. I am just so grateful. You were like, open from to the, accepting them. Yes, from the first moment that he transitioned, um, there was. Uh, signs of him. I mean, I so what I did was I, I started writing a book, which will be done any minute now, and um, I promised to announce the name of it and everything about it in the next show that we do, um, but it, it'll be ready and probably published by then because I'm moving really rapidly on it, and I apologize. It's not really a book. It's a booklet because a book is a minimum 150 pages, but this is about 100, so, <laughs> so it's not quite it's a, a book, book, but it is a booklet. It's a booklet. Booklets are at least eight pages. So, and 150 is your minimum for books. Did you know that? I actually did all know all that. You forget yeah. what industry I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I have four books and a booklet. I like it. Um, but anyway, I'm happy that this isn't going to be um, too big and too long because really. Um, I share my experiences, which we're going to do some of that today, but then also talk to other people, too, out there. If you have any questions and stuff about how to, and um, if you want to share what you have experienced, there are people who want to hear. Because my thing uh, is that between me and my mom, like, our house is haunted, which is wonderful. And the word haunted does yeah. not mean anything spooky, scary, or awful. It simply means, simply means that the spirit of someone who doesn't have a body anymore is here, period. That's it. And in this case, it's one of the most lovable people ever, ever, ever. And the reason that this person, my dad, is still here is because he's made a commitment to my mom like 69 years ago. That's how long they've been together. 69 years ago that they, he would never, ever, ever leave her side. And he kept making that mm-hmm, commitment uh-huh. over throughout the decades. So he's my doing that right now. Died, my father died more than 30 years before my mother. And about uh, maybe, it, it took a while, but about a year after she died, my mm-hmm. father, which everybody in my family, all of the, for three de- generations down, we knew when my father was there. He had a specific knock, and everybody said, oh, daddy's at the door. Which right. We knew it wasn't, he wasn't at the door, but, you know, we need to, he'd right. come to visit. And right. he came, my son was living in my mother's house at that time. And he right. called me up one day. Goes, Mom, Pops came to see me. I said, Do you remember Pops? He goes, No, no. But I wouldn't not know him. He said, I I know him like I know you from the spirit. You know, I just know him. He was two right. when his or eighteen months or so, whatever. When his dad, uh-huh. when my dad died, he said, Yeah, he just came to tell me that he's not going to come back to the house anymore. I said, Did he say uh-huh. why? He goes, Oh yeah. He said, My sweetheart's with me now. Oh. He waited for more yeah. than 30 years for her. Wow. And oh, he my God. our house for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I hope that both my parents will haunt my house when they both, you know, oh, my mom yeah. joins dad. But, um, uh, yeah, but that becomes another thing. 
I saw a book or something, the title of something at one point, do ghosts watch you shower, something like that. Because you, you I've know, always wondered when you, about that. Yes, when you really get that nobody dies and that they're still with you or right here, then you start to go, okay, Lord, wait Lord, have I been putting on a show for them. <laughs> <laughs> or even now, like you just go, okay, okay, wait, we're going to need to do a little separation. So I've, I've learned to go, privacy, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, Dad, you may not want to know what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. What? That's funny. I said, yeah. we need to pull down that curtain sometimes. That's what I mean, exactly. And we actually can do that, and they do want to respect us like yeah. that. So it really is okay, but uh, to be conscious about that is a thing. And then, you know, when you realize that they um, haven't transitioned, and basically, you know, as much as we on the side want to talk to that loved one who's crossed over, just, gosh, one more time, whatever, they are just as anxious, if not more, to talk to us. And, and especially in the beginning to say, yes, I survived that death thing. I didn't die, which is awesome. And I'm okay. So before well, we go any further, what? They, to them, their body just changed. Yeah, Their exactly. way of living took on, a, you know, it's like, kind of like when you move from one house to another house, you have a new place yeah. to live. Now they have a new way to live. Yeah, interesting. Well, and boy, have I been getting information about that, too, in terms of where they are. The veil is so incredibly thin, and especially if they choose to still be in Earth realm, um, it's here. They're right here where you're looking around your, your house, you're, you're out in, in your car, whatever, wherever you are right now. You look around, that's what it looks like for them, too, except more vibrant. The greens are greener, the blues are bluer, the pinks are pinker. You know, like just everything is just so much like more alive. They have to get alive. the removed. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's good. I haven't had that done yet, but I'm imagining that it is exactly like that. Oh, it's, it's so, amazing. Listen, the world is such a beautiful place. Thank you for that, because I'm going to call you for more inspiration when I have to have that done. But I know that there were people on the phone that had uh, questions. I want to um, at least take a call or two if we can. Okay. Well, let me start with Pat from Connecticut. She was the first okay. one in line. Hi, Pat. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, enjoying welcome. the show. I don't. I don't know if you just see who's there or if I can ask if you could... See if my dog is there that just passed. Oh, like a reading. Um, so I'm not really doing readings um, and connecting. I mean, if I can, I will, but I will put it like this. Of course, your dog is there. So what I'm here for today is to help people do this themselves, which is what my book is about. It's about being able to, you don't need a, a medium. You don't need to pay anybody to have this happen for you. Do you sense your dog? I do, and I um, I buried him, so I go to his grave every day and play some music and talk to him. And, and yes, also I feel him less and less as time goes by, which is disturbing. I've had a lot of people say that, and <clears throat> what I'm learning about that is that it's really just about your time to hone the skills more, um, to work on how to see them. And there are meditations and stuff. There's an awesome meditation that I've learned recently um, just because I want to share with other people how to connect um, with animals as well. So I am going to be sharing that in just a moment, but or I could share it now. Should I share it now? Um, this one offer, sure. do you meditate at all? Me? Yeah. Um Honestly, I don't. I have pretty severe anxiety, so I've yet to make that a habit of mine. Okay, got it. Well, so I guess, you know, one of the things to realize when this happens is that you're going to get the communication from your loved one or pets um, by way of symbols, um, uh, thoughts that can just, you know, happen to you, and that's a, an influenced thought by that by your pet or um, loved one, um, and there can be other signs, symbols like 
apparently butterflies are a really, really, really big thing that people um, use to express to their loved ones once they've crossed over. I've seen a lot of butterflies too, but I've also seen my dad. And, you know, so um, knowing that you can get these messages in so many ways, it just makes us have to uh, breathe and be able to take that in and know that we're not hallucinating and we're not making anything up and just accept that that is real. Um, have you seen your um, animal, uh, your, fe- your your pet friend in a dream yet? No, just before he died, I saw a really disturbing dream, <clears throat> but nothing since. Okay, are you open to that? Have you consciously said, I'm open to um, experiencing you in a dream? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, Okay, good, because they need to kind of know that. They need to know that you're Uh going to be okay, especially if the dream that you had originally before, did that have to do with the transition of your your dog? I think he was telling me um, it was a dream about him drowning in, in, like, Icelandic water, and I pulled him up out and saved him, and there were rescue people around. And it was very odd, and I just think he was telling me that he was, quote-unquote, drowning. He needed to go. Okay. Got it. He was an elderly um, spirit? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. He was he was struggling with a disease that causes choking. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I encourage you. I know you have this anxiety. This could potentially help your anxiety as well. Um, I there know. are, yeah. There's um, this particular meditation. I want to share it with you and folks who might be listening because um, I have found it to be just so profound. And I learned it from John Holland from one of his books. Um, I don't agree with everything John says, and we can talk about that too in a sec. But. Um, this definitely, like, has been so helpful. So each of the chakras, uh, the energy centers on the body, is um, a color. Uh, the first chakra is red. Then as you go up, it's orange and it's yellow and then green for the heart. Uh, the throat chakra is blue and then indigo and, and white for the crown chakra. And so what he would have you do is, uh, you know, you get quiet and in a, a place where you're not going to be interrupted and relax and see yourself going up a flight of stairs to a red door and then go through that red door and then go up another flight of stairs to an orange door and go through that door. Go up another flight and it's a yellow door. Go through that door. Go through the, go up another flight to the green door. Go through that. Another flight, blue door. Another flight, indigo door. And another flight, finally, to the seventh chakra. And you're going to go through that white door and burst through into a huge, beautiful meadow. And walking through this meadow, you are approaching your loved one and um this is where i the the vision of seeing my dad in this situation was so vibrant and um just you know you will see your pet i promise if you get there the first couple of times and i'm a big meditator but the first couple of times i couldn't open the white door at the top i could open mm-hmm. it but I couldn't step through. I couldn't get to the meadow. So I just had to, like, you know, work with myself on this and allow myself to, like, step through the door and get into the meadow. And now it was on, and I could follow the rest of the meditation and get to this place where I had a communication with my dad. And what I want to say about this is, like, you know, folks can, like, make this journey, which should take about 10, 15 minutes, not just as fast as I just did it, but... When you get through and you go into the meadow and then you get to your loved one, you may be shocked that it's not the loved one you were anticipating. It's some other loved one. And, you know, we can't really control who comes through. And that's a thing that mediums go through a lot, too, um, where, you know, they sit to do a, a connection between someone and their aunt, Mabel, but 
Mabel doesn't come through first. It's Gladys and John and a couple other folks first. And then maybe it's Mabel. Maybe, you know. So we can't guarantee those sort of things, but um, there's always a message um, when you do have that moment. So I'm hoping that that works for you. And not only that, that it helps you with the anxiety as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, thank you. That That's really a lovely Lovely meditation. You reminded me of someone who helped me through my previous, I've rescued hounds for 35 years. Mm-hmm. My previous one with profound grief, she had me actually walk upstairs every night with my dog. And initially I just fought that. I did not want to walk them up away. and But I did it every night. And she said, you know, envision everyone that's behind the door waiting for him. And that also was a help too. I that right. crossed my mind with my new this dog, and I, I again I can't bring myself to do it yet. You know, I, right. I feel like letting him go is letting him go. I take him to the water every night. I walk him, quote unquote. I take his leash and yeah. take him for a walk. And what we used to do, and we'd always end up by the water, and I envision him there swimming, well, going in and barking and. I think he used to bark across the veil near the, near the end. He'd just stand there and bark. And right. one day I, I, I saw him dive deeper into the water and want to go, and I just thought, I don't want to let you go. But right. he wanted to go and be free. It's really it's upsetting. It's hard. I'll completely understand and feel you 1,000%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. and um, But I really feel also like the more that you are allowing yourself to have communication with him um, post the going, you know, like because yeah. how long ago did he leave? It was uh, July 18th. Okay. Wow, so yeah, it just happened. Yeah, and then I lost my best friend a week later. So it's been walking in a lot of grief, and I've been yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Yes, have you noticed that it's hard to um, – have you been able to grieve both of them, or is one overshadowing the other? Have you experienced uh, absolutely. that? Absolutely. I've barely grieved for my friend. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that because I've almost felt guilty as if I've right. forgotten about Mm-hmm. No, and I'll tell you, um, as you get more into and past the grief with your with your um, animal child, um, you will suddenly be able to feel your friend more, and it won't be too late. It's you know, it takes what it takes. It takes the time that it takes, and and it's and it's okay. Um, but the, a similar thing happened to me. My best 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 friend passed away two weeks, I think, just two weeks after my dad passed away. And I I couldn't feel it. Um, And um, I didn't really feel it until I was more acclimated with my dad's passing. And then also um, it helped me that I'd had so many experiences and encounters with my dad. But I also want to say that just being able to communicate, I mean, there is something healing about that. especially when you're having these experiences where you are 1,000% clear, nobody can talk you out of. That was, you know, that was your mom. That was yeah. your sister that, you know, you're communicating yeah. with. Um, and being able yeah. to do that definitely makes a healing, but it doesn't make everything perfectly okay, and it doesn't stop the right. grieving. It doesn't stop right. the tears and stuff, you know. It just um, makes it different. To, so where now I get that my dad is still part of my world and I'm perfectly cool with it um, except when I go on a date and I'm like okay dad you might want to not be here right now <laughs> yeah close uh, your eyes dad yeah. tell him to close yeah. his uh, eyes yeah yeah, yeah I, never, I never realized you could do that I'm looking at your post and you're beautiful may I uh, ask you and beautiful soul and energy may I ask you one more question absolutely because understand when he wanted to go swim under the water and go away like a mermaid and you know I I let him but I also said come back home with me at the end of the walk every night they come on back let's go get dinner and is it will I please tell me I won't lose him if I say okay go you can go 
So there's a couple of things I think that we should know because, you know, we see things so linearly from this place that we don't realize at first that allowing them to go means, you know, like I was, I'm, I can tell my dad's getting acclimated to the other side. I'm like, don't get acclimated. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> right. don't you get comfortable over there? What are you doing? Um, and because um, I'm not comfortable, dog on it, but it is okay. There's a whole new way of living now. There's a whole new way. We never ever have to separate from our loved ones who cross over. We can continue um, allowing them to do the curriculum that's for them on that in the spirit world, you know, um, but to still at the same time um, integrate being with us here in this side, which they want to do. They want to be part of our life on the side. What was your dog's name? Can't. C-H-A-N-C-E. I appreciate this. My tears are coming, and I appreciate the tears. It was Chance. He he yeah. had two he had two years of abuse. So by the time I got him and talking to him, we realized he was having a second chance. So that became his name. Oh, Aww. got it. Awesome. Well, and now there's a third chance because life does continue, and that's the thing. I know when my dog child died, uh, or supposedly died, I use that word just for simplicity, um, you know, one of the first things I I was granted with uh, an experience in my house where towards her end of uh, her incarnation here, she was pretty weak. She was a collie shepherd. She would lean against stuff to, like, Uh, make it around corners. And sometimes she'd knock over the speaker that was on the floor. And uh, it was a big speaker, too, but she'd knock it over by leaning against it too hard. Um, But so one day, about four or five days after she crossed, I'm sitting at the dining room table, and I'm singing a song that I used to sing to her with her name in it. And um, all of a sudden, the speaker falls over. There's no wind oh. in the house. There was no earthquake. I'm in California, but no. You know, um, the speaker fell over, and I just knew instantly that it was her, which was wonderful. And there were several other times that she was with me, and I saw her in a dream pretty soon as well. And I saw her running around the house with another um, collie. Actually, it looked like a collie. I felt what I got was that this was her mom because she was half collie, half, half shepherd. But they yeah. were just in such a joyful sprint around the property and that was to communicate to me that she was doing well so so i got that almost immediately but then she also hung with me for years okay so i got to know that she was okay and that she was still part of my life that's wonderful i i also want to add i regret one thing and i will tell other people yeah which you which you did Sing to your dog. I wish I had sung to him, um, so I could sing songs. Now you still can. That's true. Well, but I didn't sing to him to make him go. Oh, there she is. She's singing to me. You know. Oh, can I? I hear you, question? but you might be surprised. I would not limit yourself from not okay. doing. I would do it and okay. see what you feel and see what experience you have with him um, as you do that, because. You might be surprised. Okay. It's not too okay. late. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me ask you another question. Yeah. The day I was getting ready to take him to the vet to pass, yeah. be helped passed over, I heard put on your perfume, and I thought he was telling me to, who else? But I, had, I only wear my perfume once or twice a year, and that made no sense. Right. I thought, you know, why, why would you? Anyway, so I went... And he passed. I didn't wear the perfume. I kept hearing, put on your perfume, put on your perfume. So I'm putting it on, thinking, is this so you recognize me, Chance? I've I've barely worn it around you. Can you help me with that one? Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I got a couple of things off that. One is I'm wondering if your natural um, scent has adjusted by way of the emotions that you're going through. You know, how animals can sense fear and animals can, you know, they can like smell it. They can smell fear. Um, Uh They, 
And so I'm assuming, I'm making the assumption now, that they can smell other emotions as well. And I'm wondering if it has to do with that. That's one of the first things that came in. But then I'm also um, wondering if they're doing you a favor by in uh, suggesting that you um, immerse yourself in a little bit of aromatherapy. Okay. Okay. Just to help that makes you feel sense better. To me. Mm-hmm. I my I was wondering, is he helping a mate come to me? I've been single for thirty years, and he's is oh, he yeah. going to help? Me a mate and say wear some perfume. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody knows you better than chance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I would go with that flow and see what happens. Okay. You've yeah. been really generous. Really I'm not going to cut you short, but I am going to cut you ladies short. We've got a few more callers. I, I want to try to get in yeah. before the end of time. Okay. Pat, it was really nice called. to talk to you. And you too. Thank call you call back another us. time. Yeah. yeah thank we're you so much. We're going to do this again next time, too. Yeah. God bless. Thank you. All right. Thanks. God bless. You're welcome. I'm going to see who's on the phone. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Thank you. What is your name? My name is Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Cindy. Wendy. Oh, s- wait, Where are Lindy? you from? It's it's Wendy W E N D Y. Okay, I got it right the first time. Oh, Wendy. Wendy. Hi. Are you there? Yes, I'm right Where here. Where are you calling from, Wendy? And I'm calling from Rancho Cordova, California. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Happy thank rain. You. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, I have been through quite a bit, and um, I hired two attorneys to help me get my long-term care started, and they were fabulous, Eddie right. and and Kevin. And I do have my long-term care insurance, and. Um, <clears throat> They said that ultimately I had overwhelming evidence, so they knew how to uh, take, uh, present it to the insurance company. Okay. And um, I may be able to ask the insurance company for what's called a buyout instead of just getting month to, uh, payments every every month. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that would be to my best advantage. Um, I would like to buy a house. Should I do the buyout or just continue to collect for the rest of my life? Oh, that's a different topic. Uh, Yeah. Sounds like she wants me to pull out my tarot cards, which I just did. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I'm like, oh, this is one of those. Okay, got it. Um, Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, this is just uh, this is just a thought, and I just pulled a couple tarot cards, but actually, it's really going to have to ultimately be up to you. Um, it depends on how much you need the money and how you need it to come to you. I'm thinking that that is the answer. Okay, so it would it would be successful either way, ultimately, and um, well, also. That's good. I um I believe in love because my precious beloved mother and father Ralph and Luana in heaven. Yeah. And uh richly blessed to have them for my parents and I lost my beloved brother David. Uh he committed suicide. Um and that hurt me to my soul. And yeah. I love him dearly forever. Um, do my beloved mother and father and brother ever think of me? Always. And further, they're with you. And um, one of the ways to know that is you thinking of them. And next time, um, we're going to definitely uh, do some of the, a lot of the things that I wanted to share today that I realized we didn't get to, but that's okay. This is part one. We're going to do part two, and you'll be able to hear how um, sometimes we think stuff, and the reason we thought it is because it was suggested in, in, from the other side. Um, 
a lot of the communication that we'll get will come across as like an inspiration. Um, like, oh, I feel like doing blah, blah. And it was a loved one who um, suggested that to you, but you weren't able to hear it like the voice that you used to hear before. Did that make sense? Yes, it does. And, and when you're thinking of them, know that they are thinking of you and also that they're right there in your current present space, like where you are, they are. They just simply don't have physical bodies right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know that there's going to be a reunion. I, I firmly believe that when I pass. Yeah. So and I know folks look forward to that, but I'm my news to share is that the reunion is uh, it'll be a reunion in terms of being able to see each other and maybe um, feel as if it's physical like here get the satisfaction anyway that we would get when we would like say for instance hug somebody here and like right now because one's on the other side of the veil and you're on this side from this side from the physical side it seems like you can't hug them when you have the reunion you're talking about it will seem again like you can but the truth of the matter is they haven't left you and now it's our challenge to learn how to communicate with folks who are trying to communicate with us too but they don't have this, the physical um, things to work with, like vocal cords in a body, because they don't have a body right now, a physical body. Have I been a good daughter and sister and aunt? I'm, I'm getting yes, you know, but I'm also getting that by asking that question, there may be some work for you to do in forgiving yourself for some things. Am I getting that right? Are there some things that happened um, where you have question about how good you were? Well, in my mind, I think I've been extraordinarily loving, but I'm not perfect, and that's where I have difficulty. Okay, well, you got to know. perfect. Thank you. Thank you, including the folks you love so much you crossed. When we were here, we all go through our stuff. And one of the things that happens, oh, we don't even really have time for me to say what I want to say. But I'm I no, talking about. No, because we are really nearly out of time. And I didn't know, children, do you want to try to go over? I mean, we can go over I, our time limit if you want. Um, I could do maybe like a few minutes, but I have a 9 o'clock appointment. Yeah. But we could make them wait a, a few. But. Um, Shoot, I forget where I was going now. I went to the closeout mode. What what was I saying to her right before? Um, she said a little work to do, and nobody's perfect. Yes. Doggone it. But I think that's all part of the process and part of what we're doing. Like, life isn't supposed to stop, and I don't think that it's really supposed to um, – that we're supposed to necessarily give up those relationships. They are still there. And the reason that we feel them so much and the tears happen and the emotion happens is because they're right here. You know, and so what's awesome then is to be able to get to a place where you can really, really communicate with them. Get that last hug. Get, you know, yeah. um that conversation that really is so profound. And I want to next time be able to explain to people, um, how to allow yourself to have the dream. So many people wait years to finally see their loved one in a dream. My mom has been praying and praying for, you know, actually she wasn't praying, but she was like hoping and hoping to see my dad in a dream. So now we get to the four-month point, and she's like, she has expressed one dream that she had where she saw him, but that wasn't enough. All he did was he, you know, was getting dressed, and he came to her, and he said, how's this look? And she said, it looks great. And that was it. She was so happy to have seen him for a moment right then. But she's like, I really want to talk to him, talk to him and whatnot. So what I get is that my mom does not have a good sleeping uh, situation. She, you know, sometimes she's in, got the insomnia, um, or she's taking Unisom so that she doesn't have the insomnia, and all of that um, plays into her not being able to have dreams and remember them. And so I said to her, you know, there's no way in the world that you have not interacted with dad in your dream state. That what's happening is that you're not remembering your dreams. And so now what you got to do 
is since, you know, we're big on prayer in this house, I'm like, do that. Pray and specifically ask that you be allowed to remember the dreams that you're having as you're interacting with Dad, because they're happening. And, I mean, I've had uh, moments that are visitations during dream time that we'll talk about more next time where my dad's there and my mom is there, and someone else who's crossed over is there. And so I know that my mom is with my, you know, having interactions with my dad because she's totally looking like normal in this dream space that I'm having. And the reason that we have these encounters during dream space is because that's where we won't freak out. You know, it's just a place where um, mentally, psychologically, um, we are um, more able to just go with the flow of what happens at that time when our body is resting. And it's yeah. amazing that you say that because when I wake up in the twilight between waking up, I feel like I've been having conversations. Yeah, and you have been. And one of the hints that I heard is to don't move your body. At that point when you're waking and you have that sense, that sensation of communicating or being with the loved one, don't move. Like, stay exactly where you are, and it'll help you to be able, and then focus on bringing back the information from the dream in that moment. But when we start moving around and whatnot, that's when it just dissolves, you know, and it can just go away, and you're like, dang, what was that? I was dreaming about pizza, but it's gone now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, well, um, when I look back on my life, I do have a gift for art, and I wish I had worked for Walt Disney and Hallmark Cards. Would I still be able to um, get back into my art and maybe somehow connect with Walt Disney Company and Hallmark I, Cards? Resounding yes. There's always a need for more and fresh um, greetings and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! And I see so many. Um, and I just got that from. That was a download. That was like you know, if you you wanted uh, the reader side of me to give you something, that got you got the yes on that. But just from the business side of me, um, there's so many people that are brand new and presenting um, new greeting cards and things like that. We're always wanting a fresh perspective. And when I go to look for a card for somebody, I need to see several people's work before I finally bump into the one that says just the right thing. So, you know, you've got stuff to share that people need. So I would say go for it. Well, thank yes, you. I and agree. does that count for Walt, for Walt Disney Company as well? Absolutely. I don't see why you could not. Well, thank you. And um, I hope my beloved mother and father and brother know how dearly I love them for all eternity. Oh, they know. They absolutely There's know. There's no doubt. And, they know. Yeah, and they're happy that you, you know, had the opportunity to come here today and chat so that you could know that they are right with you when you hang up the phone from this. You know, know that they are right in the same space as you right now, this moment right now. Okay. And... Yeah. um do they have any special messages for me? That part I'm going to leave for you. And maybe I can do some yeah, of Wendy, that. Wendy, we time, are but... really out of time. Yeah, yeah. And But Jillian will be back uh, the second Monday of September to do this yeah. again, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I want to do this for a minute. Okay. And, and we, we have people that we have not been able to even talk to because we just ran out of time. We're going to and do better next I time. I appreciate – well, I appreciate that you gave the, the two people who did call such in-depth, one-on-one attention. Awesome, I feel, yeah. feel like Wendy and Pat both needed and deserved to have that kind of attention from you today. Um, yeah. But with that, I'm going to say – Goodbye. Please come back in uh, a month. We'll be back and we'll be talking again about our loved ones who crossed over and learning different ways that we can communicate with our loved ones. Yeah, with our intention being to continue our life. Jillian will have her book out. We can have um, a link so that you can buy the book. 
Yeah, exactly. That too. Which is all how to, how you can connect and all right, folks. And do remember, you are not alone in your loss. When you're losing, you know, it, it feels like you're alone. You're the only one who had your specific relationship with your loved one. But yeah. that doesn't mean you're alone in the world. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right, Wendy, take care. You're very welcome. All right, bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday show with Mary Brotherton. Come back every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for more guidance on creating your ideal life. If you have questions about manifesting your happiness, email manifestmondayshow at gmail.com and Mary will respond on a future episode. Remember, friends, the fastest way to manifest your dreams is to speak them into existence in positive present terms and to always remain grateful. See you next time.